Hello, everybody. This is Desmond Del Castle. Welcome to Stuck in the Middle Age. This is episode four of season two. Uh, episode 19 overall? 18? 19 overall. Yeah, so, 18. uh, 18? 19. All right. 19. This is the 19th? 19th. No. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, right. as always, I'm here with my two buddies, Adam Duncan and Jace Sproul. Gents, how are you on this fine evening? And, uh, what are you, what are you drinking? Gentlemen, good to see you. Howdy. I'm a, is it, do you want to know what I'm drinking? Yeah, go for it. I'm going, I'm going a little bit on the unleaded side. I'm having a Corona. Okay. As long as it's not Coronita, you're good. (laughs) No, it's just a, just a, (laughs) I forgot. No, it's just Corona. Just regular size Corona. I'm not, uh, not doing the, uh, the Mickey or the, uh, not the Mickey. Well, you guys know one. that I, uh, you guys know that I, I started drinking seltzers, and I don't think that that mm-hmm. really. I actually think I've gotten a lot fatter since I stopped drinking beer and went with the seltzers, and so, but it was really weird because I don't know if this is politically correct or not, but I wouldn't drink White Claws because I thought they were like a female drink, but then I kind of forgot about that, and then I started drinking other kinds of seltzers. But I realized after the year and a half of drinking seltzers, I've never actually really been drinking white claws. So I, I was in the in the store tonight and I found this uh white claw surf tropical palmello smash five percent. Yeah. Perfect collision so, of flavors. That's what it says. Interesting you bring up surf. I'm going surfing tomorrow. I'm going to Fino tomorrow. Really? What, even bright uh, and early. But tomorrow. I nice. didn't even know you knew what, how to yeah. swim. Really? Uh, I can swim. I'm, I'm not, not a fan. And it sounds crazy. We've talked about this before. I think I'm not a huge fan of the water. Well, cause it messes with your hair, um, right? Like it flattens it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, surf hair, man. It looks good. When I get a little bit of dirt in there and a little bit of salt. Like, but okay. So speaking of that as well, Jay, I mean, I thought there was a weight pact. What's going to happen? That's right. That's what Nations I was going to bring up. Like, Nations cup is next week. Did you and lose? Jay and the, uh, oh, well, it, well, we never well, had we let Adam down. It's not a bet. It's, not, it's it not about pact. winning and losing. No, no, That's right. We were. It's he, a pact. We he let you down. Going to lose. Woot. He, he is let, letting me down. He let the team down. Well, you don't look because I'm ready either. for the pool. What are you talking are about? You? I'm ready for the pool, dude. Oh. Well, maybe we can have the way. I am ready to show Cup, off my summer. And then we'll bod. we'll do it next year. All right, we'll do it. No, again. we're not doing it next year because you won't do it. So we're just going to continually get fatter. You and me. Is that is that our new pact? No, not we. There's no we in that. And what is it? It's a you problem, not a me problem anymore. And if you keep drinking these stupid seltzers. I know. I know. It's got all this fake sugar in it and stuff. It can't be good for you. Yeah, fake sugar. And I really noticed it actually this week because I went golfing with Desmond on whatever day that was. Was that Friday? I think it was Friday. Golf pants didn't fit. Well, no. The problem was he got got happy with the uh, Stuck in Middle Age instagram account he kept taking photos of me when i wasn't watching it didn't really know and even in the car too right so i could see myself on camera and then i had to suck in and it was just it was unpleasant so maybe maybe it's time to lose some weight but i don't know we'll we'll see how i look in the surprise i'm surprised jen doesn't tell you to shape up no you know what rowan said today that i uh i I was walking around without a shirt on because we were it was really sunny here today and i was trying to get my tan before i go to nation's cup and Rowan said that I uh, had a very decent dad body. Okay. Yeah. All I right, might cut that out, but, <laughs> but just so yeah. you guys know, <laughs> I got a nice really dad body. <laughs> uh, I mean, if the neighbor said that to you, then I'd be like, okay, 
But your kid telling you you've got an okay. Well, no, dad she just she laughed know. a little bit. She laughed at me, and I'm like, "What are you laughing about?" And she's like, "Well, I, I wasn't laughing. I was giggling. You, you have a dad bod." Okay, so she didn't say it. Obviously, nice. she just no, she didn't say it was nice. Bod. She just said I had a dad. Okay. Bod. So you just you just <laughs> lied and added a weird story. I didn't lie. I just changed the story. You did lie. You changed the story. That's lying, and it's it was a creepy story. But now it's now what she was doing. What you're turning it. It sounded like you were. Wow. She was complimenting you, which seemed awkward. And now it's turning out she was just making fun well, of. A you. lot of things are awkward <laughs> when I say them out loud. It's different in my brain. I'm sorry. All right. Well, okay, let's Well, you know what? You can't edit that out no producer yeah, Jim. I was about to say the same thing. Um what gonna... are you drinking, Desmond? Uh, I've got big deal brewing. So Oh, is that the Calgary company that oh, uh, you know the, the guy chicklets beer again? So yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm not yeah, up no, on not my one of those. chicklets. <clears throat> um I was going to say. Yes, sorry. It's been about a month since uh our last podcast when we had Craig Combi on. So I mean it was um yeah, feedback on that one was pretty cool. Great story. Craig's slowly preparing for his trip to Bahrain. It was funny. I think about a week or two later, I was at a hockey pool arranged by one of the guys I know Craig through. And uh, one of the guys was like, did you know Craig's moving to Bahrain? And one of the guys was like, yeah, he's on Desmond's podcast. You have a podcast? Awkward moment. Craig was on it. And then it was like, yep. Yeah. And so they're like, okay. They gave it a listen. But <clears throat> he was trying to keep it a little quiet but uh i guess he used the podcast as a platform that's what we're hoping right it is so jay and i we went out uh we've golfed a couple times jay just referenced it we had the father son back and forth match Sproles ended up winning it on the last hole unfortunately disgraceful putt by me my son's reminded me of the miss a few times it's terrible like a terrible putt. but you know what i was looking at on my putting stats and I make more putts from nine to 12 feet than I do from three to six feet by make percentage. So whatever. But I took the match from you last week at Stewart Creek, Jay. So you did. That was fun. Oh, so and Ollie, we, I still have an e-transfer to you. I'll, I'll get that over to you. Oh, no. I think you bought pizza. But we played with Mike Bartlett. Yeah, that was fun meeting him. He, he's uh, way shorter than I thought he was. But he agreed to come back on again. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, no, cool. I thought yeah. he'd be like six foot four, but he was like five ten. Maybe when Canada, hey, has this because I'm you guys know I'm not a basketball guy. So have the uh, the states won the gold medal at the Olympics every single time forever since we were in high school? Like, has anyone ever beat them? Australia's pretty yeah, good. No, they and haven't, they haven't won every single time. There's no, that documentary on. Uh, there's that documentary on Netflix. That's pretty good about the redeem team when yeah. uh, <clears throat> Kobe joined the team late with LeBron and uh, they brought the gold back. So I was going to say, it'd be really wicked if Canada obviously qualifies and then beats the States in like the gold medal game. That'd be amazing. Don't you have uh courtside seats coming up? I did. Or I had like good seats. You didn't, mm. you didn't promise courtside seats because <laughs> team Canada, the women's team is in Victoria this weekend and I can't make it work. So it sucks. Cause I, I'm, Just an, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a basketball fan. But I would, I would have gone if this weekend was not. Uh, it's a kid thing going on on Saturday. It's an important one. And I can't miss it. And uh, and it's yeah. Saturday morning, and if we were going out. It's Friday night, and I was, I would have a good time. There you go. So, <laughs> and I wouldn't be in any shape to drive home that early Saturday morning to get to my kids' event. So, I'm gonna not do that. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, yeah. So I feel bad because because I feel like I've let. 
you know, it's two times. This was kind of not, it wasn't, it wasn't the Canadian gold redemption. Two times is too many times, man. Offer. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that offer, Mike's going to stop offering, right? He's going to get, oh, you're that guy. You're the, you're the turn it down guy. He'll never stop offering. He's not. Okay, nice. Yeah. Good. So, he seems like that kind of guy. Now, um, on the weekend, I think, as you guys know, uh, so episode 16, Abdul. Oh, Adesso. Adesso uh, man? He mentioned men's league. Adesso man, yeah. yeah Adesso man. So uh, he mentioned men's league, and we had that post on the uh, Instagram page. So thanks to Lynn for doing that. I attended the event. Guys, I mean, like, you know, I think I kind of mentioned to you earlier, it was, it was pretty great. Um, I was, like, very impressed. What I wasn't aware is that, like, men's league is has an actual clinic, like an actual office space. So it's downtown in Calgary in the mission area. And the clinic has like psychologists all dedicated to helping men. They've got this huge online platform that you can uh, get some tools and learn some uh, other things. And you guys and like the listeners should also check it out. They also have their own podcast. It's called uh, Man Over Matter. So I, I met the two founders of Men's League. So Fabian Warner, Derek Hill both great guys. Um, and, uh, they had pretty cool message. It's a pretty cool thing that they've done. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe one of them should come on the podcast sometime and talk to us about it. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, um, not good it, for you, Desmond. That's awesome. You did that. Yeah, no, it was funny that, you know, that just one of those things, one of the things of podcasts, we, we want to learn things and, uh, kind of carry things forward. So it was kind of cool to attend and, and uh, see that one through. So I hope I'll probably try and attend future events. But uh, again, big thanks to Abdul and Adesso Man for um, coming on the show and and talking about that. So yeah, and Adam for finding yeah. that guest. Yeah. yeah, serendipitous. Yeah, very much so. So Adam, any yes, um, emails? Well, we got one. It's not like because didn't we get skunked like a week ago or last episode or something? We didn't. We did. Any. We did. We did. Yeah. yeah so at yeah, least yeah. we're up. We're up. Okay. Uh, and it's from a longtime listener, Paulo Tool, and it's in response to us talking about when we met him back in April. Oh, how I said he was like marriage material or something, right? Yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. So he's yeah, yeah. so the the email is a little bit you know spicy. Whatever. I don't say that. I hate that. That's that's it's uh, spicy's up there with that's not a me to you problem or whatever. I already used, I said that already in this. <laughs> what happens in Vegas days in Vegas? It's old. It's old. It's getting old. Yeah. No, the the Vegas one that'll always be good. Here's Paul's email. Whoa! Sounds like you envision every guy uh, you communicate with to be a giant. You also said your guest Craig Convy didn't look how you expected. He and I are the same height, and I'm about ten pounds lighter than him. I'm starting to see a troubling behavior pattern here, fellas, beside Craig and I. Some other noteworthy five foot niners include Bon Jovi, Paul Rudd, Leonardo da Vinci. So we're in good company. Oh, he's I mean, digging come on. deep. Like five foot nine is the, that's like the average you to go height all the way of back men, to isn't da Vinci. it? North American men? Yeah. I think like so. what? Did uh-huh. they actually know what Leonardo da Vinci's height was? He's taller than Vin Diesel. Uh, who? Paul? Paul? Yeah. No, there's Probably no way. Probably not, eh? No, well, no. like with the with the look of intensity, yeah. like uh, yeah. no, no, nobody does it. Like uh, also, I appreciate the backhanded compliment of not what I expected. Comments quickly followed by he is quite a stand up guy. Basically, man, I was expecting a complete dirtbag to walk through the door, but he was actually a decent guy. I, that's not at all what that was uh, about. No, I think he's a decent not guy. I think he's a good dude. I can't wait to golf with him. Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. I mean, he wouldn't even have a drink with us. He was like, no, nah, I got to get back to my family. It was like, okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Appreciate the handsome comments, but A, I'm married. Thanks. Hey, man, that doesn't matter in this day and age, right? And it is a go. And B, let's be honest, we're all just trying to keep up with that stud Desmond. Nobody compete with his flow. Nobody. Well, we know that. And even tonight, his hair looks really good. Wow. Anyways, all right. Um, sorry, I couldn't stick around for a beer. I really did. I really did want to, but I only found out about the beers about two hours beforehand. So, <laughs> most dudes they find out about like a beer five, five minutes, minutes from now. They're like, "Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'm come there. A beer. I'm there." Unless there's two tickets hours, involved, man. and then you're like, oh, "I got to go ask my wife if I yeah, can." Tickets, tickets is different. Yeah, that's different. But if it's just a beer and you got two hours notice, what did he need? The royal invitation. So he didn't have time to change his commitments at home. It was great to meet you guys, though. I'm surprised to hear Adam drives a Porsche. That's not what I expected. He gives off more of a soft top PT Cruiser, a Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> I actually thought you're more of you a know, Miata funny. guy. You're totally Mazda Miata guy. Shut up. You know what? When I drive that car around and there's the Miata guys because they got the flip up uh, lights on it, they'll flip the lights up. That's a thing. Guys with flip up lights will flip up their lights to each other. And I'm like, get bent. I'm not flipping my lights. <laughs> <laughs> Miatas. What? Probably because they like, don't work. On. Anyway. You watch anyway. your mouth, Jace, bro. Sorry. Well, you just you told us you had mouth. a clutch problem. I got a clutch problem in the Porsche. I got a, there's a bearing. But, you Take know, it to the I'll Ferrari dealership. It. I'll fix it because I can do, I can do stuff like <laughs> that. Ferrari Unlike dealer. you two who have never even changed the oil in their car before. They, oh. they, because Desmond quote says, I don't get my hands that dirty or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Give me a break. Wow. Jeez. Jay, if your wife decides you're buying a place in the Comox Valley, see if you can find a good Royal LePage agent. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe Derek Costantino. So that was a good line. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. He ended took, good. Took a he ended good. There. Yeah. Keep going, fellas. Almost at 20 episodes. There you Thanks, go. Thanks, Paul. So <clears throat> I do. Um, it's funny. I, I also ran into someone, an unnamed listener. So, they, uh, they want me to pass a lot of feedback there. He said, you know, Adam reminds me of two people on the podcast. One, Oprah. What's Adam turns every story into his own story like Oprah. It's okay. Oprah's rich and famous. <laughs> yeah. and has a boyfriend. And then the other one is a and reference you? that you probably won't know, but uh, the, the locals here will know is is Pinder from, uh, well, the used to be fan 960. Well, I know, now the yeah, Barber. I know Pinder is, yeah. And everyone hates Pinder. But on occasion brings P- up some good points. But this uh, guy sounds like a dipshit. Yeah, he's the most hated this listener. sounds like a dipshit. I don't know what's the problem with him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'm Pinder. exactly what you're saying. So, I'm Oprah uh, Pinder. Yeah. So... Whatever, I mean, unnamed listener, you know, send in a, you know, don't be like a hiding behind Desmond guy throwing out Oprah bombs like that and Pinder guys that don't even like what? Who, who listens to the fan 960? What? Not people? anymore. Not people anymore. Is it gone? So, no, oh no, God. it is. It's not, but no. Who was the guy uh, that was on there? Gone downhill. That was Mike the, Richards. Mike Richards. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He's he brilliant. used to play for Tampa. No, that wasn't Mike Richards. Mike Richards played for the uh, Flyer. The Kings. Oh, you're thinking me. Brad Richards. Brad Richards. Brad is from right. your 13 minute call, story. Yeah, he calls himself back to it. See what okay. I did there? <laughs> All right. I knew who I so, was talking uh, about. <laughs> Do you guys know that story right, when I was I mean, in Tampa? Oh, my. Let me tell you about uh, it. <laughs> so, having said all that, uh, let, <clears throat> let's get yeah, to what our guest. What are we doing tonight? What's, the, our what's special the episode? Topic today. So, um, and hopefully, Adam, you don't. 
turn it into your own thing as per the unnamed listener. Oprah. But um, <laughs> our guest today for our special topic, our subject matter expert, first off, I have to say he wanted to write his own bio for the episode Who does that? Uh, today. I guess he didn't trust that I do my research. Oh, he, he knows that you know too much. He knows yeah, that. <laughs> that you're going to end it so, with, and he made the rugby team in grade nine and bam. Today, <laughs> Mr. Jay Sproul is going to give us a little tutorial on home and auto insurance. Now, um, so when I did kind of look into your bio, Jay, I did obviously Google you and try and figure out what was going on. One of the first things that showed up, but there was an obituary for someone named Jay Sproul. Uh, which I was like, what the hell? Are you going to say anyway, sex tape? Um, th- then, then when I went to your website, there's like a picture of Adam Duncan on there from like yeah, that's because he works for me. Ago. He works for like, me. Oprah, I'm his boss. Updated picture. <laughs> like, are you serious? That picture is that's like from wicked. ten years ago. Who me? And then, yeah, that I'm is not Google a that right picture. Now. I'm it looks Google terrible. That it looks. I mean, ter- it looks. It looks. The hair's no, a little flat. It's terrible. Like, yeah, I, I was like, come on, you could have. Put a better picture together. But okay. Anyway, having said that, Jay has been in the insurance business since 2003. He started in a customer service role and eventually moved into sales. There was a management role in which he actually bought into an equity position. Uh, Not a big deal at all for someone that's at his age. And then in 2012, he bought his client book and off he went, opening Sproul Insurance. Took him about a year. To secure some, uh, it sounds like secure some deals with some major um, suppliers, if you will. And then he now runs a full service general insurance brokerage, which he's been servicing Albertans ever since, including me, which uh, some may say is one of his most important customers. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Mr. Jay Sproul. How are you? Well, thank you How was very that much. That, that intro was actually incredibly accurate. And I think after I chirped you this afternoon for, you know, saying that you might not have been prepared to write my intro, and so I should probably do it. You probably played hooky from work and spent the whole afternoon writing that thing and researching me. I, that's impressive. Good work. No, I did that last night. I told you, I did it last night as I was waiting for Luke's soccer game to start. I had 45 minutes. It took me oh. about three and a half, but yeah. It's amazing what you can yeah. find. Yeah, I'm looking on, at this guy internet. that died. I'm looking at this guy who's reading his obituary. It's kind of sad. <laughs> how far did he make it? I don't it? know. Oh, how old I, is I, he? Or was he? He's, he's old. Oh, that's good. That's good news for me. Yeah. yeah. He's part of the Optimist Club, all that stuff, man. Way yeah. to go, well, Jay. <laughs> so there we go. But uh, Jay, so um, home and auto insurance. There's also a picture of your wife on the, uh, of you if you uh, Google Jay Sproul. Is she wearing a bikini? She's looking all cute. She's looking cute. No, she's looking cute. She's a bunch of in a bunch of totem poles. You guys in Vancouver? Oh, no, Vancouver, uh, Stanley yeah, Park yeah, or we, something. Yeah, that's when we came to visit you. Yeah, my wife used to have a blog, right? So, so we're posted oh, right. all over the, the uh, edible life in YYC. In, in YYC, yeah, yeah, great blog. You could you could check it out. It's been dormant for a little while. It was but, a good blog. But if you want to well, see uh, pictures of a slender J. Uh, a more uh, petite J. Never. Uh, there's some. There's some good photos on there. Yeah, check it out. Okay, <laughs> so my first question is not to uh, digress, but we do have a topic to get to. So Sorry, um, let's get J. Why do I want to use an agent versus a broker, or a broker versus an agent? Come on, what's the difference actually? That's a better question. 
Oh, that's a good question. So there are a couple of ways that you can purchase insurance in the province of Alberta. And and I will digress as well. This could be a pretty dry episode because my wife usually says like, hey, Jay, I, I can't sleep tonight. Can you tell me some insurance stories? So this may be where this goes. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, if we're talking agents versus brokers, well, agents work for an insurance company um, and they represent the insurer. Um, being a broker is a little bit different. We represent our customers to a whole bunch of different insurance companies. And so we're an intermediary between the insurance company and the customer. And so you get uh, advice, you get knowledge, you get experience, you get choice, uh, all those kinds of things. Whereas if you're just working with an agent of an insurance company, it's just an employee, right? We provide a little bit of a bigger service. Not just that, an employee. Uh, that sounded a little rude. I know what you're saying, but they're not well, just they're an employee, an employee of the insurance company, right? So um, it's our, true. That's the difference, Desmond. So I'm not trying you... to make this about me, but he's right, especially on the home and auto stuff. One thing you should do, and I'm not speaking for you, Jay, but you should ask the agent that you maybe are working with, who did you get quotes through? And you'll hear the answer be like, uh, well, while we work with, and it's they don't have other options. And then you know that they didn't shop it at all. They, they didn't look, they didn't, they're not working in your best interest. So anyways, yeah, so the onus is podcast. really on, on the individual to do their own homework and, and things of that nature. Whereas if you use a broker, um, that person's shopping for you, that person's uh, out there uh, checking the market, making sure that you have the right product because insurance is kind of unique in that um, as cookie cutter as the marketing departments of various insurance companies want to make it, it's actually really complicated and and there's a whole bunch of different coverages and 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 the needs of each individual are vastly different uh, from person to person. And so it's a good good uh, to have a person that can uh, look out for your best interest. That's me. Well, what, seven or eight years ago when we, I guess, first talked about insurance and switching over. So <clears throat> what would you have done for me? You obviously saved me a bunch of money. That's why I um, ended up moving my insurance over. It had nothing to do about helping you out. It was all about helping me out. But so what did you what did you do in that instance? I called you up. I provide you with uh, I remember I provide you with all my um, current insurance documents and then you went to work. So what you know, like what did you do in that situation? Yeah. So the neat thing about being a broker and, and our brokerage in particular is that we um, are contracted to do business with some very, very good national and multinational insurance companies. So we've got really good choice of products and we've got um, really good, you know, obviously really competitive rates as well. And so the process is really simple. It's, it's gathering a few bits of information from the, from the customer like yourself. And then what we do is we go out to market and present that to all the different insurance companies and get terms, options, coverages, uh, pricing. And then, and then what we do is we have a really good conversation with you to figure out where the best fit is. In a lot of cases, people do shop on price, but that's only one component of the insurance coverage. And in a lot of cases, you know, home insurance, automobile insurance, there's, you know, vastly different types of coverage that you can purchase and buy. And, and it really depends on what your needs are. And so we try to identify what that is. Um, sometimes you don't know what it is until you have a conversation about it. And so in your case, that's uh, what the process was. And then we we narrowed it down to a company that provided, you know, fair pricing and and really good insurance coverage. And, and that's where we ultimately placed you. So you're trying to steer me away from one crook of an insurance company to another crook of an insurance company? Because I think, you know, the general consensus of people out there is that insurance companies are crooks. And basically, when I want to make a claim, and when I actually have to make a claim, they make it as difficult as possible. 
it's it's certainly a, a sentiment that's out there. Um, being in the industry, you know, there's a little offense that we take to it a little bit, just because we see the claims on a daily basis, right? We see the tragedies and the and the the um, the losses that people have, whether that's a group of people that are get affected by weather, or whether that's an individual that gets affected by theft or a fire or water damage or or what have you. You know, insurance companies have a have a tough game to play because you're purchasing a service that ultimately you don't necessarily want to use the insurance company is there to protect you against the risk but you know in any given year we know just by the math of everything that about 8 to 10% of the population is going to use the insurance service so you've got 90% of the population that's paying into a pool of funds that will never use the product right and so i i think a lot of people when they when they go to purchase a service they expect to use it so when they don't use it there's a little bit of a sentiment of hey i'm getting ripped off here but ultimately in my experience with insurance companies is that you know it's it's a fantastic product for people that are having you know catastrophic losses that will cripple themselves financially and uh and and it's not a maintenance product right so you get a lot of you know consumers unfortunately that you know try to get their money back from from using the product you know you do see, see some nuisance you know minor claims and things like that but it, but we try to coach our our customers in that the product is 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 best used for those instances that you know are are really going to catastrophically affect you financially and uh, and in those cases i think insurance companies really come through you know pay claims and 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 bring people back to where they were prior to the loss which is ultimately the the purpose of the product and adam have you yes, ever so do you are, do you get involved in the home and auto side of things or are you mainly in the life it is nothing uh not my world at all it's a completely different license not my world at all i just i'm a consumer just like you are desmond so we actually uh sprawl insurance just got licensed out in british columbia and in pretty much the first week i moved my home business my my well my home insurance over to jay so then, Jay, what are all the products that your company offers? I know which ones I have through you. Uh, the home, the auto, some umbrella coverage in there. I've got the travel insurance in there. Like what, you know, and, and like, you know, I think it was last year when I went on that trip and we were um, either having a lunch or playing golf or whatever. And you were like, what did you do for travel insurance? And I was like, uh well, I have to look into that still. I still have to buy it. You're like, you know, you can get it through through Sproul and your home in auto and, and it can just be a add and on. What? So what like an epiphany, what Desmond? Yeah. Products do you so offer? so essentially if it's got the word insurance in it, we can we can handle it. So you obviously highlighted off the top home and auto insurance, but we're a full service brokerage. So that's home auto commercial. Um, and the key for us is really just trying to package all of our customers' needs together to ensure that all of their bases are covered, right? But you brought up, you know, umbrella coverage. Like, do you know what a li uh, umbrella liability coverage is? And do you know how it covers you and why you need it and all those no, kinds of things? That's you know? why I hired you. Exactly, right? So, you know, off the top, I think I said, you know, hey, Desmond, have you got a liability umbrella policy? Because we've got this podcast here. And uh, your personal liability won't cover you against libel and slander, whereas a liability umbrella policy will. So if you get sued for saying something stupid on this podcast, then then you'd have coverage for that, right? So it, it's really happening. We've only had one instance of a threat of that, right? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to name his name again? 
I mean, we're going to be seeing yeah, him. Uh, no, 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 he's no, no, we, we won't name his name. No, we can't. He's, you know, he's a great person and uh, we'll see him in the pool next week. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Desmond, it, it, it's a full service of, of pretty much any product that's got the word insurance in it. And, and so, um, you know, any customers out there, people that are, are thinking about uh, exposures that they might have, you know, whether it be, you know, they're starting a business and, and they're going to be working part-time out of their home or, um, you know, they've, they've bought a new asset and and they don't know whether or not they need it insured or not. You know, they bought that travel trailer or, or um, you know, fun boat or whatever the case is. Is it, this it, why you're always in a grumpy mood on like the Friday of a long weekend? Because you get all the phone calls you get of people saying, I just, I'm putting my boat in the water. I'm taking my dune buggy out. I need insurance last minute. It always makes me chuckle a little bit that people will actually buy large ticket items like five minutes before a long weekend hit. So May May long weekend is usually a fun time for us. Our phones are ringing off the hook and it's usually boats, ATVs and and travel tra- travel trailers. So what would be some of the biggest like levers, I guess, or, or uh, impacts to my insurance rates? I know like like in terms of like accident history or claim history or uh those so what kind of what are kind of some of the biggest things that impact whether my rate's going to be high or low yeah it's a great question what what people don't realize about their insurance especially on the home and auto and auto side is that um claims frequency affects you more than claims value so a claim for a thousand bucks will affect you the same as a claim for two hundred and fifty thousand bucks. So, the idea, and a lot of people really don't realize this, um, is that your automobile insurance history is based on a six-year driving scale. So, six being the best, zero being the worst, and you're only as good as your last at-fault claim. So, the problem that people have is they'll start as a zero, brand new driver. Um, they'll work their way up the path one, two, three, four, five. They get to a five-year clear rate. And then they have a minor fender bender. They hit a post, they hit a tree. Um, there's 2000 bucks in damage to their vehicle. They make a claim and now they've fallen in the next term all the way from a five-year clear rate, which might be you know, $1,500 a year, all the way down to a zero. And now they're paying $4,000 a year. So that's part of the advice that a broker will give. We'll evaluate the kind of claim that you're having. And if we know that you've got a $2,000 loss, but your future insurance rates are going to go up by 4000 bucks. Well, it doesn't make sense to make that claim, right? And so we can kind of coach people through that to make sure that they don't put themselves in a bad position. With respect to things that drive rate, so accidents are number one. And again, it doesn't really matter what size they are. So um, it's good to talk to your insurance provider before you make the claim. And then second, both the government in Alberta and insurance companies are are really cracking down on on convictions. So that's tickets, anything that you've been pulled over for by the police, so speeding, um, et cetera. And, and they can have dramatic effect. Like even your first conviction can cost you five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a year kind of thing. So you have to watch that. Um, those are tracked on a three-year basis. And so that's the auto insurance side. On the home insurance side, there's all kinds of factors. There's probably a hundred, hundred different factors. Like I remember when I first started in the business, you know, 20 years ago, you know, you'd collect six or seven pieces of information and you'd you'd look through a table and you'd find a rate for insurance. Now everything's algorithmic. I don't even know if that's a word, but everything's everything's Sounds computed good. based on a whole bunch of different factors. And so, um, you know, pulse the code, your age, you know, do you have an alarm on the home? What kind of plumbing do you have in the house? Your heating, how old's your roof? So we're really collecting a lot more information about, you know, properties and and 
you know, our, our insured's assets and, and all those kinds of things can drive rates. So it's really interesting because insurance companies will try to drill down to find a profit somewhere. And so um, it's really important for us to collect as much information as we can, because, you know, rate can vary between, you know, company A and company Z um, quite a bit. My question, or one of my questions. So in my world, um, there's stuff that is in a policy or could be put into a policy that's a complete complete waste of money. But I have a bunch of clients that you know be, when when I I first meet them, they're they're like, oh, I want to have for one like vision vision in a in a plan when only half the people wear glasses or use contacts. It's like, well, why would you have 100 percent of your people pay for something only 50 percent use? So is there anything like that that's kind of not hidden? Because I don't want to sound like you know it's it's we're you know it's intentionally being hidden on us. But are there things in your industry, Jay, that are they're kind of like they're they're the obvious ones that that get put into policies that shouldn't be there? Or people shouldn't take them. It's a tough question. I, I think our industry on the general insurance side, there's a purpose for the product. There are what we call standard insurance forms. So you get their standard homeowner's insurance form, the standard condo insurance form, the standard automobile insurance form. And then insurance companies will endorse policies with specialty coverages to make their policy look a little bit better than you know, maybe a competitor's policy. So over the years, there's been a whole bunch of different endorsements that have popped up. So there's, you know, things like, um, you know, loss of use coverage. So if your vehicle's, you know, damaged in a claim, you can go and get a rental car. Uh, You've got the rental car coverage, the legal liability for damage to a non-owned automobile. So if you rent a car, you can, you know, decline um, the rental agency's insurance. Um, On the home side, there's some you know, some fluff coverages like identity theft, you know, they have a purpose and they, and they do serve a purpose. And they, there are claims that are, are made against these kinds of things. But, you know, the, the cost for that coverage versus the utility of the coverage may be, you know, not as great as, you know, just the standard form of home insurance. So I think that goes with any, any kind of thing, you anything that you buy out there, you can, you can buy fluff I don't think there's anything that doesn't have at least a utility or in, in our industry, which which actually excites me because I'm not selling, you know, funky things to our clients. Sure. And what's um, what do you think is from from a consumer's perspective or client's perspective? What do they get wrong? Like what what do they? What's the misconception? What do they think they have or they don't have? Or you know, like that? What, what when the phone rings and they've been in an accident? Uh, what's the thing that you run into all the time that that it's like nine out of 10 times, this is what someone's going to complain about. And it's just because they don't understand. Probably, I could probably hit it from a few different angles. I, I think generally speaking, that folks just purely underestimate their propensity for things to go wrong. I, I think people do not identify how many things in their life can actually go sideways, which could result in a financial loss. Like it's amazing how many things that a home insurance policy will will cover i mean <clears throat> generally people will buy a a home insurance policy because they think their house is going to burn down but most of these policies are what we refer to as an all risk insurance policy so the idea being you know if you read the policy it says we the insurance company cover all forms of risk except and so it's covering everything except for the things that are outlined in the policy that they won't cover which is you know, relatively minimal i mean earthquake nuclear disaster war civil insurrection those kinds of things aren't covered but I mean, a home policy is going to cover you for fire, theft, hail, vandalism, water damage, sewer backup, um, you know, and again, if it's not excluded, it's covered. So for instance, if you, 
you know, decide to paint a wall one day and you knock a paint can off with your elbow onto the floor and you destroy your carpet and your hardwood floor. I mean, that's not excluded. So it's covered. And as long as it's sudden or accidental, then, you know, the policy is going to respond. And so, you know, it's amazing how many people after they purchase, you know, you have the initial conversation on the sales call and it's like, oh, I've never had a claim and I'm, you know, risk, you know, I, I, I don't want to spend a lot of money on my insurance coverage because, you know, this and this and this, and I, I just haven't had claims. And then, you know, notoriously 18 months goes by and then, you know, we have a massive hailstorm in Calgary and we've got, you know, siding that's damaged and a roof that needs to be replaced. And all of a sudden the client has a, you know, a $32,000 claim. And, you know, if they didn't have the appropriate insurance coverage, they're, you know, up a creek, right? So it's, it's pretty important stuff. And, and again, it's, you know, this dunk is just one of those things that, you know, people put off or they, you know, just think that things aren't going to happen to them. And if we know that claims frequency is eight to 10%, you know, one in 10 years, most of us are going to have a claim of some shape or form. Yeah. And so, you know, in terms of claims, uh, so, you know, Adam, when we had the insurance episode, talked about some things going a bit sideways and crazy. Andrew with the whales told some crazy stories. Like, do you have any memorable claims, if you will, that, um, you can share something along those lines. Yeah, I, like kind of two things. So so fraud is massive in our industry. Like there is a lot of insurance fraud. So, you know, there was there's been some insurance companies and and I think maybe this is where they get the public opinion against them, you know, they're they're picking out people and 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 uh looking for fraud and things of that nature, but there's a lot of blatant fraud out there. So there was a group in in Ontario that you know, they had them on essentially on camera vehicle would would rear end some another vehicle and then they'd back up and they'd all get out both cars would get out and they'd look around mm-hmm. and they go oh oh there's not enough damage here so then they get back in and they smash into each other again and then they get out and they look around and they go oh yeah there, maybe there's enough damage there and then they file a claim well now you've got a claim for physical damage for both vehicles but then the real reason that they were doing it is there's an accident benefits portion to your insurance coverage, which is going to pay for medical payments and, you know, various, various things. And so you've got, you know, a bunch of people in each car all claiming for the same kind of thing, right? So insurance companies have to be, and we as consumers want to make sure that our insurance companies are doing those things for due diligence because all of our insurance rates keep climbing as people make claims. And so if you've got 20% of the claims out there are illegitimate, you know, we want to make sure that our our insurance companies are doing their work to ensure that they're not paying out on on fake claims. So that's one thing. One memorable claim that I had was this would have been probably ten or twelve years ago. Um, a customer had uh, gone to Hawaii for, for vacation. They had contacted a family member to, you know, take a look at their house and make sure that everything was okay and the heat was still on. And, and, and I do caution people to make sure they go and read their insurance policy because every insurance company is different with regards to how they handle heat in the winter season and water damage and various things. So anyway, this particular client, you know, handled everything as they should and uh, went on vacation. They come home and they get to their house and it looks like a war zone. They try to open the door and they can't get in the house. Well, what had happened is the pilot light went out on their furnace. Pipes had burst. And the first pipes that had burst were on the second floor of the house. And so this pipe was running like for hours and hours and hours. And it's minus 25 outside. 
it's it happens really quick that these these houses get cold and and things yeah. freeze and so the weight of the water was so heavy that portions of the second floor had collapsed on the first floor oh, man and they they gain access the house to the Adam was trying to sell no i i laughed <laughs> when you told that story because it was yeah yeah was different similar, different house <laughs> similar problem uh, but there's like icicles problem, different from, outcome <laughs> yeah, icicles hanging from doorknobs and all this kind of crazy stuff now what was interesting about the loss is that the insurance company covered it because part of their policy wordings was that they the homeowner had to put someone in charge of checking on their home now the person that was supposed to be checking on their home didn't that wasn't the fault of the homeowner. So the insurance company ended up paying the loss and, and the loss was massive. They pretty much had to tear down most of the building and kind of rebuild it, right? So we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage. And that was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, you know, it was a pretty significant loss. And, and so these things happen. And if you think about it, you know, you're collecting you're collecting a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a year for home insurance premiums. Well, how many, how many home insurance premiums do you have to collect to rebuild one total loss? You know, you have one person that has their house burned down and we see that in the news all the time, right? Like houses burned down. We have tragedies in Fort McMurray. We've got all those fires that are happening up, up North in Alberta right yeah. now and, and large communities burned to the ground. And so billions of dollars are paid out by insurance companies to bring people back to where they should be um, prior to the loss. And so um, I'm a big fan of insurance companies. I, I, I think they generally speaking, do a great job. Shocking. Um, shocking. I'm protecting my, <laughs> my sources and things like that, but I've been through a claim too, right? I've been rear-ended and, and have, have had to go through, through the process. And so I've been, um, you know, treated fairly. And I, and I think, you know, nine times out of 10, I think, um, uh, claims are adjudicated properly. There's, there's 10% of the time that maybe they go sideways for whatever reason, bad communication or customer and the insurance company, you know, don't have a handle on the exact scope of what's, what's going on. And so that's all the more reason to use a broker because we can get, you know, step in and, and, and help, um, mediate that stuff. And, and this is my last question, but like a massive hailstorm hits in Calgary. Like it's happened, what, two of the last three summers or both? I can't, I can't remember. Probably but a mass... the last 10. Like it, it's bad. Okay. It's been, yeah. Yeah, been a problem. Uh, <clears throat> so what happens then at Sproul Insurance? I crack a beer. Are you sitting yeah. in your house like, oh my God, Monday's going to stink? Or are you pretty much going to work Saturday? The worst part, days? the worst part of it is the anxiety and the anxiousness because I've got a whole bunch of really good friends that are assholes and they'll text me pictures of hail coming down oh, all over like the no city. I think you've done act, that, Desmond. No one's like, actually been on a golf course when a hailstorm hit and, and, and FaceTimed you. Have they ever? Maybe once or twice. So so that's the worst part of it. Yeah, okay. um, it it's just volume, <laughs> right? But hail hail's a huge thing. Like we've like I say, eight of the last 10 years, I think we've had significant hail losses. I remember three years ago, Northeast Calgary, I think got hit with yeah, it ultimately bad. it was about a two billion dollar loss, like two billion dollars. And then the same year, I think Southwest Calgary got hit too, and it's about hundred million or something like that. So I mean they're pretty significant losses and and you know weather is certainly something that insurance companies are worrying about um it doesn't seem to be changing i'm not a i'm not a huge you know climate change you know fanatic but there are 
there are changes in our climate and urbanization of the city, urban sprawl, all those kinds of things. So when an incident happens, it doesn't just happen to one or two houses. It happens to entire communities. Um, you know, I think there's folks that obviously recognize that insurance premiums are going up. Is there a way to stop it? Well, the good news is that I don't think insurance policies have ever been more robust than they are now. So when you're buying a home insurance policy, you've got some pretty good peace of mind that, you know, it's going to cover most of your catastrophic losses, which is encouraging. Adam, anything else from you or what? Nothing else from me, man. Jeepers. All right. Well, Jay. Um, well, Jay's like just rambled on about everything. I mean, uh, and well, I mean in a good way. So um, what, um, so someone wants to get a hold of you, Jay. Well, How they know where to find me on the, I know uh, the internet. Adam, Adam I mean, I'm, I'm my obituary is already up there. So, I mean, <laughs> they can find yeah. me on website. Com, yeah. Um, one okay. thing I would, I would, it, we didn't bring it up, but one thing that people should really pay attention to with their property insurance, especially, is the amount or type of water protection that they have. Um, you know, prior to, 2013, you actually couldn't buy flood insurance in Alberta as a homeowner. And so um, new products post the high river flood and Calgary flood of 2013, insurance companies created some products for that. And, and if we go back to talking about the difference between an agent and a broker is that, you know, agents are really handcuffed by the products that their insurance company they represent sell. And in a lot of cases, some of these what we refer to as direct insurance companies that are supported by agents, they limit that water protection coverage pretty severely. So some companies will give a full limit of protection. Other insurance companies will limit it to like 30 grand or 50 grand or, or whatever the case is. And, you know, you've got a million and a half dollar house and, and you've got your developed basement and you've put it, you know, some upgrades in there, you know, 30,000 bucks is not going to clean up a sewer backup, let alone, rebuild your basement. I think these are just some of the things that people maybe don't realize about the intricacies of their insurance policies. And so that's why it's really important that they you know, reach out to a broker and have a really good conversation about what it is that their asset is and what they're trying to accomplish and insure so that we can find the right product for them rather than just selling them some something off the shelf. Okay. So I, I thought of something because you brought up what is, because you've kind of answered it, but kind of like, so what, what could people do like with with all the claims that you guys would go through, I don't want to sound like there's, there's claims all the time, but like there is obviously. What is the one thing that you're just like you're like why didn't this person do this? Why didn't they? it has nothing to do with what they had in the policy because that's what you've just brought up. But it's like what could they do uh, in their home or with their vehicles that that would help when it comes to making claims easier? Because that that's got to be the most stressful part of it all is that when you pick up the call or pick up the phone after you've been in an accident or something's happened in your home and everyone's like thinking probably the same thing because we've been, you know, we've been conditioned to believe that the insurance company is going to try and screw us over. It's like, please don't, you know, don't say the wrong thing for one. And, and, but like, let, let's make this go easy. Like, let's make, so how, what are the things you see that people, you're just like, man, I wish they had just done this. I think people want to rely on the on the insurance rather than doing things to mitigate potential future loss. So, you know, simple things like like getting your furnace checked every year. 
like getting it maintained, like making sure that a professional is coming over and getting the thing cleaned out and changing the filters, you know, taking a look at the hot water tank, making sure that that, you know, the internal membrane of the thing is is not going to burst open and drop 60 gallons of water on your basement floor, especially if your basement's developed. You know, checking on the electrical systems in the house, right? Like there's some systems over time where there's, you know, 60 amp or maybe there's some aluminum in your house. It's not copper wiring, you know, getting a home inspection before you purchase a house and, and not buying a house because you're emotionally tied to it and, and you don't do your due diligence to check the place out and make sure it's, you know, pro- been properly maintained over the years. You know, and then and then plumbing too. The- like uh, it's just the nuts and bolts about your house, especially. I mean, auto insurance is a little bit different because accidents are accidents. I mean, people don't, you know, you're operating your vehicle and you don't mean to get in an accident, but you know, parking your car in a you know a lit area, making sure it's locked, making sure you know all those kinds of things. And and, and I think a lot of folks just do a maybe a poor job um, mitigating for potential loss. And so there's companies out there that will do assessments for your home though. You know, in a lot of cases we've got um, insurance companies that will actually pay as part of your insurance plan to send an appraiser and risk assessor out to your home um, at their cost. So you're going to pay a premium for the insurance, but they're going to send a risk assessor out to your house to actually identify like, Hey, you should, you know, make sure that, you know, these things are tied down you should make sure that you don't have this stuff, you know, so close to your furnace and all those kinds of things, because yeah, just checking that stuff out and making sure that it's, it's, it's not, uh, in harm's way can, can lead to not having to make a claim, which is what we all want, don't want to do. We don't want to make claims that we don't have to, because it's not a fun thing to live through. And what about the picture thing? Everyone should take pictures of all, you know, every room, all their items. Is that like kind of a, is that like a 20 year years ago idea or is that, is, is everybody doing that now? Yeah, I think it, like what's unique about an insurance policy is, is uh, something called utmost good faith. So the idea is that you and the insurance company are going to enter into an agreement where you're both going to tell each other the truth. So it's less of a fraud thing. Most, most times when people go through a trauma, a traumatic um, incident, like their house burning down, really taking the the pictures and keeping it in inventory is more for the homeowner who is probably going to fig- forget about the stuff that was in their basement, the stuff that was in the right. closet, the stuff that they put, you know, away in storage and those kinds of things. And so, you know, the toughest part in a, you know, in a lot of cases you have partial losses, right? You have a water damage claim and your stuff is still there, but if you have a total loss and your house burns down, like, could you imagine sitting at a table and writing out like, I had 42 pairs of socks. I had 18 pairs of pants. I had like, it, it would be, (laughs) it would, it would be stressful. And so what we always suggest to people, especially with, with technology these days, I mean, we all have the iCloud and stuff like that. Just take your phone, take a video through your house, just walk through your rooms, take photos, take video. And, and, and really the reason you do that is just to simply jog your memory so that if you have a traumatic experience and you have to start cataloging this stuff, it's like, oh, I have visual evidence that I had this, this, and this, right? Makes sense. And it reminds me of a time when we got broken into, my parents' house got broken into when I was 14 years old and the insurance guy came in because I had a bunch of old hockey cards and like quite a few good ones. But I told them that we had, I had the the 7980 uh, Oilers OPG set, the full set, the whole thing. And of course they didn't give us the money for it. They actually replaced the set. And so they, and they, and when we got the set, it came in binders and I got the binders and I'm going through and I'm excited and I am excited because that's the Wayne Gretzky rookie card, but the insurance company was smarter than 80 
14 year old 80 because <laughs> it was not there it was it wasn't there i was so well, bitter <laughs> but i was trying to fraud the uh defraud the uh yeah, but i was 14 i didn't know you're on a list now i didn't know but yeah. you brought up an interesting like point, no right? travel zone like just with uh with these policy endorsements and, and various things that i talk about and why you need somebody to navigate it for you because you know there are some policies that will allow you to cash settle so if you don't want to replace the stuff you can cash settle and some policies will do it on what they refer to as an actual cash value basis so you're taking into account depreciation if you want to get off your wallet and spend a little bit more money let's say you're a person that owns you know a 500,000 or a million dollar house and you have no mortgage well you can get something called um cash settlement on replacement cost basis so the idea is that if your house burns down you can request a cash settlement, get a payout, and you can move on with your life. Like if you're a guy that has no mortgage on your house and maybe you're elderly or something like that, do you really want to stick around for the 18 to 36 months to rebuild your house in a total loss? No, I'd rather just take the money and move to Hawaii or something like that, right? And so, like I say, everybody's situation is a little bit different. And so um, that's why it's it's unique to have a good conversation about the coverage and make sure that you're placing the client with the right right insurance company and then the right product on top of that and the right broker jay well that and would be me right broker yes <laughs> well that's and good thanks, boys. 19 sponsored by sprolin insurance <laughs> oh do i have to pay for Still this episode 20 no no it's going to pay for itself but no jay that was awesome thanks a lot you yeah. sounded smarter this episode than you did in the first one I think that was the about the crypto. I didn't know anything yeah. about the crypto. That was just off the off the cuff. This I have a little bit of experience. Well, man, crypto is All just right. dead, eh? Is it? Isn't it? Like, isn't it even just well, even yeah, the, what's our green the metaverse? It's all just a joke now, isn't it? Well, yeah, I what's I still have about twelve hundred bucks left in my account. I think it was probably around. Yeah, but six it's not grand doing anything. Point, but no, no, really. Oh yeah, you put six grand into that over time. I was, uh, what do they call that? Dollar cost averaging. And it has averaged way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is our, uh, how is our 13th green? At Augusta? green? Yeah. They're still there. Still uh, I do get emails from the company that is pawning those things off. And now they're giving like four for one deals. So they're trying to, they're trying to sell plots of land, uh, four for one. So that Damn. doesn't bode. We could have well the 18th them, green. We, we could have had four the... holes. Is what we could have. Got the whole course, eh? yeah. or the whole what are the what, what do they call it at uh, St Andrews? The road, the road hole. That's what I'm trying to think of. The road hole, man. It's too bad, Pebble Beach, but that'd have been good. But no, no, we bought at the wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> as 99 of people up. do, isn't it? Got, got a little hype. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll get hyped up again, and then we're gonna sell. It'll be like in 15 years from now. We'll be like, well, what talk about we a pact we should make. That's a pact we should make. So if it ever What's rebounds, we should sell it when it gets back to even. Well, I don't yeah. think anyone's going to argue with there. Do we need a yeah, pact on that? Uh... <laughs> like if you called me up 15 years from now and said, hey, Dunk, remember when we bought the 13th green at Augusta? It's just doubled in what we put into it. You want to sell it? I'd be like, who is this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I'd be like, yeah, this? damn, I wow. want you to sell it. <laughs> I don't think yeah. you paid me yet. Captain Obvious. I haven't paid you. I paid you first. I paid you before Desmond did. That's Debatable. a fact. Is that? I have to go look back at that. Right? Look it up. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, should we call it a wrap? I mean, that was uh, 
a lot of information to digest there. So big thanks, really Jay, was. for doing yeah. that. Yeah, we should have done like a um, home episode and then an auto episode and then maybe a business insurance episode. No, and then I could have got no, that's too self serving. No, people would have no. No, no, we'd no, space no. them people out over time. Like, we wouldn't do them all at once. No, we did it fine. Uh, now you're trying to make this about you. Um, now Jay. you're, t- yeah. Hey, why don't you? And there's uh, only one guy that can do that. Okay. Yeah. Write your bio and I'll reread it too then. Write your bio for the next two. Well, next week, next week, boys, Nations Cup. Um, I'm excited. Be I'm going to win this. Exciting. Year. You know, I, I might put my money on you, Jay. Why would I have a rangefinder now? Right? I bought a rangefinder with my winnings from the. With, from so, the what, what are you going to measure? Like 90, 90 yards to the right? What are you going to. What do you, well, what do you got, need a rangefinder for? It's got slope what, to it. Are you going to be in the trees? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. How far is that water from here? 30 yards. Yeah, I better take my driver out. <laughs> and aim yeah. way right. Like, come on. What did you get a rangefinder for? You don't need a rangefinder. That's what Jen says. She's like, uh, he's, better range he's, he's, but, he's better for it. He's better for it. But I got a deal on it. Is he? No. Of course you yeah. got a deal on it. You're more. You're almost more Scottish than I am sometimes. I am nowhere he, near he, as Scottish as you are. I will spend money <laughs> just to spite you. And your cheapness. God. It's true. Uh, we'll see about that next week. So, no, Desmond, you said that it's helped him. I want I want some of the intel here, just in case. I'm, I don't want to, like, come back on the next episode and Jay's got the cup. He's drinking from the cup. I don't want that. Because I, I didn't It's just know. giving him a bit more confidence. That's it. Confidence? You know? Mm-hmm. He's not relying on me trying to give him a... Oh, a my distance. God. So you're cheating. So you're so cheating my score would have been two strokes better. I, I'm on the 10th hole. No, Stuart that Creed. was not my fault. And I hit a drive, and but you're blind to the where where the hole is, and I can't remember where it is because it's been a long time since I played this thing. And I'm like, and Desmond just, I'm like, where's the green? And he just points this way, and he says it's over the 150 marker. I said over the 150 marker, and, and I'm so I strike the, the best shot I've had all year long. Yep. Which I, I I know it doesn't say it much, was. but whatever. I strike the best shot. And I crank this thing, and Desmond's like, "Great shot, but where, where are you shooting?" Where are you and going? It was like ninety year, yards to the right. It was. It landed right. on the like tee box of the eleventh hole. So and you were like, you were aiming. I'm going to pointed? the green. I'm going to the green over there. I said that green's like eight hundred yards away. God, I would have rolled up to the pin if he gave yeah. me the right direction. And then I got back to Desmond. And I said, Desmond, I'm angry with you, and I'm never angry with Desmond because he's a really nice guy. But I was angry. But I got over yeah, it. We started singing yeah, Top Gun in the just, car. It sounds like you didn't Taylor listen. Swift. It was great. No, no, I listened. He told you to go over the 150. And I did. over the 150, yeah. and he, but he pointed in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And you see, you, mm-hmm. you you took a visual cue, not not a, a listening cue. Yeah, uh, pretty God, much. You sound like my wife. You're like a beagle. That's what a beagle well, is. We'll beagles see what are, happens. Maybe beagles next, are hunting uh, eye dogs, I think. They're not uh, They're not <laughs> smelling dogs. Even though they smell, apparently that's they use their eyes, not their nose. I don't know. I've heard that. It's I all guess a myth. Runway, you won't be riding with me then. Today. It might not be true. Don't. Yeah, maybe cut well, that I am out, riding Mr. with you, Jim. Desmond. No, I'll ride with you because we got to bond some more over. Uh, you know, that car ride home was really fun. The the Taylor Swift. Are you and, talking to uh, your playing group? Play some good music. Your first playing group? Yeah. Next what week? was the name of that guy? You what guys, was the name of that guy singer from uh, Yellowstone? Zach Bryan. Sorry, what? Zach Bryan. Oh, that guy. Zach you Bryan. Zach on? Bryan. He's good. Bryan. You know what I didn't know about Yellowstone? So the guy that is the fancy horse rider guy, the writer of the show. He's the yeah. He, he's the creator of the show. 
Yellowstone is his actual ranch. Mm-hmm. He owns that ranch. It's obviously not called mm-hmm. Yellowstone. Um, and it's he charges fifty thousand dollars a day for them to uh to vent for them to shoot. Wow. I think it's fifty thousand dollars a day. Isn't that insane? He wrote so he invents it, he becomes the writer on it. Then he gets he works himself, you know, position on the show as an actor, and he's a pretty cool dude. Seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he can ride horses Jimmy like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, can ride horses, helps Jimmy out. I'm sure he's got some uh female companionship that comes along with that. And then on top of it, he's charging 50 grand a day to Netflix for them to just use his property. And we talk crave, about guys yeah, that came paramount. up with million dollar ideas. Paramount, yeah. Jeez, God. Paramount. Used to be. Yeah, Amazon. get your umbrellas because we might get sued by That's saying right. weird stuff. Amazon, right? yeah. Hey, have you noticed that my right. rashes? Well, because I got like a. Desmond's trying to leave, but I'm oh, well, you know what? I was going to no, comment on that. So, did you you threw some cortisone no, on that? Or no, what, what I took my doing? wife's advice and I've been using black seed oil, clearing it up slowly. It's slowly. So you haven't gone to a doctor? No. Like we suggested? No. You have not gone to a doctor to get that checked out. No, I already did, and they gave me cortisone cream, so I stopped using cortisone cream. Listen to my wife. You you went to a you went to the doctor and and we suggested you get a second opinion, didn't we? Yeah, I, and I, dermatologist. I haven't gotten a second opinion yet. Yeah, we did say go to a dermatologist. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, and but you I, didn't, I and now that. you're rubbing vegetable Black oil. oil. Yeah, but it seems to be working. So that's good news. Yeah, that's that's good news, oil. guys. Let's take a win here. Desmond looks right, like he wants to go to bed, but which upsets me because yeah. we're, we're on a roll here. We're having a good time. At least I am. Well, it be the White Claws. All right. Well, you the know, white claws. He's having a you good time. Getting doing? Fat, you know what? Man. You know what I'm doing right here. Wrap it um, up, Adam. Nope. And then this um, is this is where. What are you, uh, this, what are you doing right this now? Is right? A, this is a traditional phone call with Adam Duncan. I uh, I have to go dunk in like less than three minutes because I gotta go pick my kids up at like a basketball game, and then Dunk's like, "Yeah, I've told you this story about such and such and such," and then like 26 <laughs> minutes later, you're still on the phone with him. <laughs> It's wicked. Yeah. I I try every time. Like, yeah, yeah, every I gotta go. go and, uh, like, I want to see how I'm long I can keep people on. I want to see, uh, and it's it. I I've got her down to us. If I could make money, <laughs> you got me an hour. Every I'd be time the we're Bill Gates. The phone, it's an hour. I know. And I I'd hate be the talking Bill on the phone. Gates but people are like, "Came hey, in. I gotta be. I gotta be in the car in two minutes. You know, twenty minutes later." Going back to the later. unnamed listener. Unnamed listener. Oprah. All right, Jay. Thank you for uh, all that information. That was a bit of an intense one there. But yeah, no, that was great. And uh, I think, as we said, Adam, next week, see you at the Calgary airport for the Nations Cup. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Jay has his car uh, properly and fully insured. Right. (laughs) Well, it's my turn to drive. So yeah, it's your Um, turn to drive. Yeah. And you're allowed to do that, right? With your policy, Jay, I assume an out of province driver is okay to drive. Lend out your car, lend out your policy. That's how it works. All right. Well, drive safely, Dunk. You're going to be in the car. How's that got anything to do with driving safely? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, always good time. Good seeing you. Indeed. Indeed. Good to see all of you. We'll see you guys next episode. All right. right. Take care, boys. See you next week. Bye. Later, boys. Bye.